All right, welcome to this segment of the Alvin Galloway Show here on Radio Phoenix. And in the studio, I have Bathsheba, and she is a recording artist, a DJ, actress, a philanthropist, so much. And uh, she is hosting the 10th annual Live to Give Christmas Benefit Gala that'll benefit uh, foster and adoptive children. And that'll be on November the 17th from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Garden Events Center, 8040 North 43rd Avenue in Glendale. And we're going to talk to her about her journey as a foster child and how she was inspired and has made giving to foster children a part of her mission in life. So stay tuned to the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org.
was Regina Carter, and uh, that song was the Miner's Child, Regina Carter, here on the Alvin Gallery Show. And as I said before, we are with Bathsheba, and as like I said before, she's a very talented person, and she has uh, been successful in overcoming the challenges of being a foster child. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Good, good. Um, so tell us tell us your journey in foster care. Um, so I guess I was placed in foster care at age three and um, lived in a few families. And then at age nine, I was adopted by a family, but I only lived with them for about six years, I believe, because they were abusive and just mm. not a good fit. So um, I've been on my own since I was 16. I lived with a track coach of my school and then a football coach of my school. So um, then I went off, off to college. But my experience in foster care wasn't pleasant. Um, there were a couple people that were nice to me, but um, mm -hmm. it, was, it wasn't a fun experience. And it was definitely different. So, um, you know, you feel a little kind of like nobody's child or you feel a little abandoned or kind of forgotten about and um, you just kind of don't know where to fit in you mm -hmm. know no one else is like you and kind of back when I was younger you know there was probably like I was like the only foster kid in the school you know mm -hmm. and um, so it was just a different experience uh, hard time making friends and um, I had to you know use sports as an outlet to deal with things I was going through at home and um, you know it was just different kind of growing up without my biological family not knowing like who I look like or who I do certain things like mm -hmm. um, so it was an interesting experience but it made me who I am today so I'm definitely grateful for right. Right. <laughs> everything um, and, and what state was this this was um, Indianapolis is where mm -hmm. I grew up mm -hmm. and well, I'm originally from Elkhart Indiana but Indianapolis is where I pretty much spent most of my childhood mm -hmm. and then I moved to Florida for about five years and then I came here about almost four years ago now oh okay so how did uh, what would you say uh, gave you uh, the encouragement to push through the challenges that you that you experienced um I would definitely have to say um, I don't know if there's like any believers listening but I would definitely have to say um, God has been like the captain of my ship and has mm -hmm. had his hand on me this whole time without him I don't feel like I would have made it through this um you know I he I feel like he also sent me others you know like I consider them my angels you know mm. people like my track coach or different teachers in school that you know mentored me and took me under their wing and just like was a good example to me mm -hmm. so um in a way I still had you know family that cared about me and people that kind of just looked out for me and kind of taught me things which I'm super grateful for and, and not everyone has that you know there's right. people that don't have one person that they can go and talk to or one person feeding them positive things in the world and so I was definitely grateful to have a few people that were very influential in my life that mm -hmm. taught me everything I know today and um, so I'm, I'm I've been very grateful it's well, with them and God that that I've made it through this. <laughs> right, right. You know, we're we're talking offline, and you mentioned that uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, yes, it was one of those heroes, yeah, one of yeah. those angels that came along when I was 13 years old, and um, the family that I lived in at the time, he got us um, gifts and you know fed us and did like a motivational speech and took pictures with us, and um, you know I just kind of said to myself like. 
you know, man, I want to make kids feel like this one day, you know, mm -hmm. like that one day I felt loved by someone, mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't about who he is, you know, as far as like being a Colts player or, um, you know, being like a celebrity, I guess. I, it wasn't about that. It was about like anyone could have done that, you know, right. it just happened to be him. And I was just so grateful um, for him to take time out of his life to do something that, you know, meant some, something so special to me and the other kids around, yeah. you know, that he didn't even know. And he, you know, took the time out of his career and his life to make us feel special and feel loved that day. So I always remembered that, you know. Um, and so, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely my hero, my childhood hero, still my hero today, most right. valuable player. And uh, <laughs> he'll be receiving an award actually this year um, at, at the gala. We're giving a couple humanitarian awards out to few of my board members who just pour themselves into eyes like mine and mm. it's just amazing to have their support and another um, young lady she's a former foster child and she's like struggling with a lot of health issues but mm. she still finds time to just get out there and you know volunteer and you know she pours herself into eyes like mine as well so I'm just grateful for them and you know for Peyton for um you know doing that years ago and and just being the person he is because it wasn't just about that one act of kindness I mean mm. that definitely you know inspired me to help other kids the way I am now right. um, but I just admire him so much for all the work he does in the community um, everything he does and he's just so humble and I just I I admire that and that's kind of you know who I am as a person and mm -hmm. I just you know I can relate to him so so how did you how did you decide to start your organization well I have been helping foster kids for a very long time um, over 10 years and I, I didn't know anything about, you know, because as a, I was a foster kid, like there's a lot of like education lacking sometimes mm. and like things you're supposed to learn and that you don't learn. And so like I just didn't even know that I could get uh, or in incorporated and start a, you know, business and, you know, formulate my vision and my dream into mm. like an actual, you know, business or organization and have people help me and, you know, grow this thing. And so um, I was just kind of volunteering on my own, you know, getting Christmas for kids, you know, kind of being Santa Claus, like, mm -hmm. what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? I'm writing it down. I'm going to collect the items or buying them myself. And then on, you know, around Christmas, I go deliver them all to each of the kids. And, wow. you know, so it started like that. And then I ended up wanting to do more and wanted to make a greater impact and get more people involved. So I decided to turn it into a gala, you know, every year that we do for the kids for Christmas. So that's how that event started. But, you know, just I, I throughout the years, I just love giving to foster kids, whether that's mentoring, um, you know, getting them things that they need, toiletries, shoes, mm -hmm. clothes, um, just whatever they need. So right. if they have needs, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out a way to fulfill those needs. <laughs> right, right. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you. Um, you know, we're, we're also we're talking offline that there's so many individuals that have, when it, that have been in the uh, foster care system. Yes, um, that, a lot. They have uh, the different celebrities. Can mm -hmm. you name a few of them? Yeah, so there's um, Oprah, Jack Nicholson, Simone Biles, Tiffany Haddish, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Um, I think that's all I can remember. But there's mm -hmm. like a list of like 100 people that are out there that are just former foster kids. So. Right. I mean, I want to get us all together one day so we can kind of work together to help these kids because together, I mean, we can really do a lot for them. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. What would you say was your biggest challenge uh, being, in, being in the system? Did you, um, you didn't, did you, uh, uh, what do you call it, age out or? Pretty you know, much because much? I was 16 with mm. nowhere to go, no mm. family, because the lady that had me at the time, she was very jealous of me and mm. she just used to really mistreat me and, um, 
I, she just one day told me I needed to just leave. And wow. it wasn't like, oh, you're smoking weed and you're having sex and you're doing all these bad things. Mm. Like, you know, like you need to leave. Right. It was but like she was kind of jealous mainly of like the relationship with me and the adopted dad that he was actually mm. trying to be a dad. He'd come to my track meets and, mm. you know, he was just a really good person to me. And <laughs> she didn't like that. And, and so, you know, she just, I guess, like thought he put me on a pedestal higher than her and treated me better than the other kids. Mm. And. You know, I, so she just had a really bad problem with it and just treated me really, really bad. And um, she just let, made me leave one day. And mm. so I went to school the next day and my gym teacher's like, are you okay? And I'm like, so I tell him what happened. And he's like, well, I'll talk to my wife and see if you can come live with me. And, mm. you know, so they took me in and he's my gym teacher, but also the football coach of the school, you know, right. not even my coach, but, right. you know, he takes me in. And then I ended up living with a, a track coach of mine who I was really close to. He was like a dad to me. So. Mm-hmm. Without them, I mean, I don't know where I'd be, I guess, you yeah. know, and then I went off to college. So that my, my biggest challenge, I would say, um, was, I guess, just never having support, you yeah. know, like never having um, someone to call mom, someone to call dad. You mm-hmm. know, if I get a flat tire, I'm changing it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm right. like learning all these things about life and how to survive and, um, you know, just just not even feeling like I have anyone you know it was hard to make friends because I'm going to school to school to school or home to home and then it you know you never really keep in contact with the people that you met at this school and then you know Facebook and all the cell phone stuff back then not that I'm like super old but I'm old enough to you know things have changed (laughs) (laughs) so communication is a lot more readily available Mm -hmm. between people and you know so I just lost contact I just you know didn't make a lot of friends and I went through a lot of bullying and things like that. People, you know, didn't like me because of my hair or my skin tone or, you know, because I could run faster than them or, you know, or they just made fun of me because I was like the kid with no family, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I just, I think just that was more the harder part, just being, feeling alone and being mm-hmm. alone in the world and not really having anyone. Right, so. right. And then where, where'd you go to school and what'd you study? College, where'd you? I went to University of Indianapolis mm-hmm. and I studied criminal justice, okay. <laughs> law enforcement. I did a little um, sociology, psychology, because I originally wanted to be a police officer mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just change the world, like be that good cop that everyone could rely on to do mm-hmm. the right thing. You know, I'm like, I'll be honest and I'll tell the truth and I'll have your back and I'll make sure this gets taken care of correctly. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, when I realized that, that wasn't possible <laughs> you know you're just one person it's gonna mm-hmm. take more than just you to make right. things right. right so i'm like oh yeah this isn't for me because there's a lot of corruption and i'm right. like they'll probably shoot me for telling the <laughs> truth i don't want to get shot in the back of the head for telling the truth i'm right. sorry <laughs> but um i mean i do like admire the all the good cops out there that are mm-hmm. doing the right thing and just being good people in the world because they're not right. all bad and right um, so I just I'm so thankful for them. But, yeah, I wanted to be a police officer and uh, or like a detective of some sort and maybe even Secret Service or, you know, special forces of some kind. But mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, so I did all that studying. But it really like made me who I am today, because studying that degree like that. It's so it's like gender issues in law and society, race and ethnic relations. Mm-hmm. You're learning about geriatrics. You're learning about criminology, sociology, psychology, like the study of people, the study wow. of the mind. Like you're learning so many different st- things like politics and just everything. So it really made me like more well-rounded and just like more, you know, wise in a lot of different areas opposed to just taking English and just learning English or right. learning just business. You know, it's just taught me a lot of things about life and surviving and people <laughs> so 
queen of soul, Aretha Franklin. Bridge over troubled water. What a classic. One way you can support Radio Phoenix is by becoming one of our members. For as little as $35 per year, members receive discounts, savings, and other benefits provided by our membership program partners. And don't forget the membership fee is, one of those favorite words, tax deductible. For more information or to sign up, call 480-829-5746 or go online to radiophoenix.org. Click on the support tab at the top and then the drop-down menu which says become a member. And we thank you for your generous support of Community Radio because this Community Radio is supported by the community. That's why it's called Community Radio. And we want you to support Community Radio, radiophoenix.org because if you do not then you will not have the glorious Alvin Galloway show here to bring you enlightenment for the day. All right, this is the Alvin Galloway show, and we are talking with Bathsheba, the multi-talented Bathsheba, and, and she is talking about her journey from being a foster child to helping adopted and foster children. So how did you uh, branch out into, how did you launch your singing career and stuff? And acting um, and all the so other. So funny. I, I never thought I could sing. Well, I, first, I, I couldn't sing ever. When I was little, <laughs> when I was adult, I, even when I was a young adult, I could not sing. I was that person in karaoke that people wanted to stop singing. Like, oh, my God, she's going to go again. But I was so passionate about singing and so passionate about, like, you know, just being on screen and just, like, acting and things like that. But I just was horrible at it. Modeling, I didn't really want to do because I, I didn't think that I was all that pretty, you know. And, like, people were like, you should be a model. You should be a model. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no. I'm not I'm all I'm just okay like no and so after so many people told me that you know you should do it you should do it then I kind of gave it a try but um music is something I've always been passionate about just you know growing up in foster care like that's that was like my therapy you know listening mm. to um just people back in the day like you know Aretha Franklin mm. or um you know I would say like you have Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Prince, um, I mean, all the greats for sure. And then just others like Monica and SWV and, mm -hmm. you know, just different people that just right. inspired me throughout the years. Um, TLC, Aaliyah, you know, people like that. Um, and and I just feel like I was inspired by music, you know, growing up in the foster care system. So I got into music. I guess by just giving it a try <laughs> and then I took singing classes and okay. kind of got better at singing mm -hmm. and um, the acting kind of just came along with it because people kind of just want to book me for everything. Oh, can you host this? Can you MC oh, that? Okay. Can you DJ that? Can you, mm -hmm. I want you to play in my movie or, you know, I want you to sing on this. And, you know, so it just be kind of, I became a brand, you know, mm -hmm. people book me for different things. So. And a DJ. Yeah, and a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, so I'm passionate about music, so right, I know all the right. good music, and yeah. I know how to keep the party going. Keep so. the party going. That's great. <laughs> this, this is, is Basement, Basement Tapes. Tapes. You're listening to The Alvin Galloway Show. Stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up, The Alvin Galloway Show for conversation, information, music, and culture. Every Sunday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on RadioPhoenix.org. And tune in to Basement Tapes Radio Thursdays at 9 p.m. So we, we're gonna we're gonna hear one of your songs. I think. What did I say? I swear. I swear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't gonna let nobody, nobody. 
Bathsheba and I swear. So tell us a little bit about this song. Uh, I, so the way I wrote my songs, I worked with a co-writer of mine, um, Deshelle Washington, and she's amazing. And so I just, I tell her the concept and I give her lyrics and, you know, I'm like, I want to say this and I want to say that and I want to make sure this, you know, I say this and I kind of want to talk about that. And, you know, so we kind of just work together and um, kind of write together you know and we'll mm-hmm. kind of do the melodies or we'll come up with like I said what do you have so far what do I have so far and then, you know it kind of just comes together um pretty well so I I mainly wrote the the whole album just based on um what I thought everyone else wanted to hear not really like there's a couple on there that my own personal experiences mm-hmm. but 
you know, I was kind of told by one of my mentors, like, you want to write for the fans, not mm. for yourself. Don't okay. write what you want to listen to. You want to <laughs> write what the fans want to hear. So right. a lot of the stuff, some some of the stuff in there, it's like, I don't do that stuff. Like, up in the club, hanging with the girls. I'm like, oh, I never go to the club. <laughs> but people like it, you right, know, and right. that's what they do. And they want to hear that, you right. know. So um, mm-hmm. I had to write for the people. Mm-hmm. And so for the people yeah <laughs> the <laughs> listeners you know it's like about them not really right, me you know? I'm right. just the artist like what do you want what do you want me to write about next mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do use like I said my own experiences too there's a couple in there that, that are from my heart you know and so. right so uh, I remember I saw a video a video of you in Romania so tell us how that you did yeah. a, you did some singing over that in Romania that was really cool actually um, I you know, I went over there for almost a month and um, I got to perform and um, it was just an amazing experience. You know, um, I learned to appreciate the dryer <laughs> because having to hang dry everything, uh, I'm like, it does not dry the same. <laughs> so that was one thing I learned. And then it's just definitely different. You know, where mm-hmm. I performed, it was like, it wasn't a stage. It's like all mud, you know, mm-hmm. and there's like a whole bunch of people and they, you know, have their bonfires and it's like, it's just a beautiful experience like seeing all the ancient you know historic things out there like Mm -hmm. the history of you know like the castle the romanian castles and just learning about those kind of things was really awesome and um i don't know that the people treated me like royalty they absolutely Mm -hmm. loved me they were i I got nothing but love over there it was really awesome i've actually made a few new friends oh great you know so that was awesome as well and um, it was like a really good experience. I absolutely loved it. So do you think you'll go back? Oh, yeah, definitely go back. back. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Any <laughs> other place uh, out of the country you've been to that you love? Um, I've been to Jamaica, Bahamas, and mm-hmm. Mexico. And I loved all of those mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you perform at those places also? Um, no, not in those places. Just, I just, just relax. Just vacation, yeah. yeah so it's definitely yeah. just me by the beach, right. <laughs> <laughs> eating right. and having just good mm-hmm. beach sun right. and nature <laughs> that's great that's great the uh the event the uh christmas gala how do people say get information more information about it so this event is um every year around christmas time and it's called the live to give christmas benefit and gala to benefit foster kids mm-hmm. um we do foster and, and adopted because even when you get adopted as in my case i got adopted but that didn't mean i still had a family and i still mm-hmm. had someone that loved me so um, we don't just stop at foster kids we do adopted as well because sometimes they're also alone and have no one so um but every year we do this event and um, we get about 50 because we do kind of do what we can afford. If we can afford more, if we get more sponsorships, we'll help more kids. But mm-hmm. so what we do, we so far we've been able to do like 50 to 100, 100 kids. We get them Christmas gifts. And then we also give away a scholarship toward college to one graduating senior, mm-hmm. um, high school senior. That's a foster ki- foster adopted kid. And um, they get to, you know, of course, choose their college that they want to go to and put the funds towards their tuition or whatever, you know, expenses they have for school. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm really excited about this year's winner that, you know, we're honoring her, um, giving her a scholarship and then all the wonderful kids that will be in attendance. Mm -hmm. And so it's exciting. But people can find um, more about the event by going to our website, which is www.eyeslikemineinc.org. There is Mm -hmm. another organization I found out later on that's called Eyes Like Mine, but it's for the blind um, organization for the blind. But Mm -hmm. um, ours is Eyes Like Mine, Inc., 
dot org. Okay. <laughs> so, Make sure you get that right, yes, folks. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, we're actually it's a pretty cool event. We have live entertainment. We have um, a couple motivational speakers. We'll have red carpet. We'll have um, food, drinks. You know, um, silent auction, door prizes, fifty fifty raffle. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some live art, and uh, it's gonna be fun. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, we're going to go out with uh, another song of yours, Impossible. What do you want to tell us about that song? Uh, just that, you know, as a kid, uh, people tell me I can't do things or I'm not smart enough or I'm not this and that enough. And it's like, you know, I just my message for that is just that to any kid or anyone listening, like you can do the impossible. You can do what any what you want to do, whatever you put your mind to. Mm-hmm. So nothing's impossible. Right. <laughs> All right. That's fabulous. Uh, we'll definitely have information about the gala coming up on our Facebook page, the Alvin Galloway Show, and contact information uh, how you can get in touch with uh, the organization. And I really appreciate you coming out and sharing this information well, with thank us. Thank you for having me. Yes. I definitely enjoyed myself. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to do Impossible.
Now, before we let Bathsheba get out of here, we definitely have to talk to her about an upcoming movie that she is in. Okay, now tell us about your movie that's coming out. Actually, it'll be out when. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's called The Matchmaker, and um, it's written by Tamara Hill and also directed by her as well. And she also, um, she actually did one on Netflix already that's called Never Heard that's already on Netflix, and this mm-hmm. one will be soon to be on Netflix. Um, just hit theaters um, November 2nd, which was this Saturday. And um, I'm playing the role of Jasmine, who is um, the main character's fiance. Um, it's kind of about Jonas Johnson, who's a NFL player who kind of gets injured and um, thinks his career's on the line. But it's more of like um, a Christmas holiday film. It's really funny. And mm-hmm. so he's like coming home to visit his family and like the family doesn't like me and mm-hmm. it's like drama and they're like giving me attitude like who is she? She ain't even black. She looks white. You know, like it's like <laughs> it's so funny. It's like really, really hilarious actually. So I'm excited for people to see it. Um but yeah, so I'm supposed to be here soon. Um I'm not sure when she's bringing it out here but okay. I'll know more later. But yeah it's called Look Out for the Matchmaker film. The Matchmaker by Tamara Hill. Yeah. So what do you like best? Uh singing, actress, DJ <laughs> or the list goes on and on my It's lane. So hard because <laughs> you know, God blessed me with so many different talents mm-hmm. and it's so hard to like just choose one because mm-hmm. I love d- doing them all. Like when right. I'm DJing and it's like I'm making everyone happy and they're dancing and then when I'm singing I love my nerves are probably the worst being on stage singing Mm -hmm. but i you know i love music my love for music being in the studio creating music is like that my most favorite thing i guess um acting i'm super passionate about just because i've like wanted to act my whole life and be like one of those superheroes like you know like holly berry like playing x-men or playing you know catwoman or something like that i've always wanted to do stuff like that um, modeling, I would say, was my least favorite because mm-hmm. I'm just not the kind of girl that just like wants to be in front of the camera and pose and take pictures. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I get, I don't know, I just don't. I've never like really wanted to model. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, thank <laughs> you. I'm great to the success in everything that you do. <laughs> thank you. Uh, definitely making an impact for the community and society in general. Thanks. All right. Are you still hunted by that old love that's hanging around in your driveway? Is your front yard cluttered with the remains of that old romance? Are the neighbors starting to shake their heads because you just can't let go? Then it's time to get rid of that old car, boat, and motorcycle, for that matter. Anything else with a motor, but definitely no lawnmowers. For a tax deduction for you and a charitable contribution, for Radio Phoenix. For more information about Radio Phoenix's CARS donation program, just call 1-877-919-7749. Again, that's 1-877-919-7749. Radio Phoenix and your neighbors will thank you in advance. Can I tell you something? Come on. 
They say the devil's just an angel with a chip on his shoulder Tell you half truth and gossip while he sit on your shoulder Wanna know the real me, peel my skin and I showed it Gave me infinite lyrics and these beats to rock over and I'm here Oh yes I'm here And I ain't going nowhere Till I'm everywhere mm. We're here Oh yes we're here And we ain't going nowhere Everywhere Uh Yeah Good intentions get exploited on a daily basis They'll take your outrage, steal your freedom, blame the racist If you came to see justice, better be patient We swear we're not mice, but it's cheddar we chasing Karma probably get us in the hereafter But down here we ballin', all we hear is laughter But after laughter comes tears Just ask the abbot and his peers Do you build a dynasty or grab the cash and disappear? You know who got us by the you-know-what So we do what we gotta do Pursuing what the higher-ups promised us Kind of but we hungry and we trying to I wish we could lift this planet up, uh, kinda stuck, are we thirsty, are we dying for love? I wish we could lift this planet up, uh, 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 uh. They say the devil's just an angel with a chip on his shoulder. Tell you half truth and gossip while he sit on your shoulder. Wanna know the real me, peel my skin and I showed her. Gave me infinite lyrics and these beats to rock over and I'm here. Oh yes, I'm here. Going nowhere till I'm everywhere. Yeah, we're here. Oh, yes, we're here. And we ain't going nowhere till we're everywhere. Yeah. something new for your listening pleasure here on radiophoenix.org mo mashiri cd can i tell you something and that is the song here got a nice little set to it right here on the alvin galloway show all right i'm just gonna start something something new here on the alvin galloway show is alvin galloway salutes uh for the month of november Three individuals who are doing some uh, work in literacy uh, from uh, the birth of a child to uh, adults. And first, I want to highlight Nazla Hassan. And since I believe 2003, uh, she launched a 
free book giveaway in her native Harlem, New York. And uh, it was uh, the organization she, that she uh, founded is called, called Gift Children Books, Inc. And one day in the month, uh, I think it was in the summer month of August, uh, she gave away hundreds of books, children's books, to kids free of charge. And then uh, some years later, I think it was uh, 2000, uh, 2011, I believe, she brought it here to Phoenix and um, gift children books. And they give out books, new books. These are, these are not used uh, books. These are brand spanking new books that she gives to families uh, for children from birth to 16 years old, free of charge. And it's very important for children to have books in the home so they can have a habit of reading, developing their mind, developing their awareness, developing their selves. And this, uh, I congratulate Nasla who has been doing this work for a number of years with the help of many individuals and not only uh, here in Arizona, but also in New York. Gift Children's Books, Inc. Uh, is a wonderful uh, program that she has uh, started. Also, I want to salute another friend of mine, Perletta Ramos, who has launched a book um, donation, uh, a book drive for uh, inmates at Lewis Prison. Uh, she has called on numerous individuals to donate books uh, so they can develop their library in the Lewis Prison. And she recognized that they are more than just prisoners. Uh, just because you are behind bars does not mean your mind has to be behind bars. You can prepare for release while in prison. You can start saving. You can start uh, educating yourself. Uh, you can start developing a career while in prison. And books can help you do that. And if um, she has so far, I believe, gathered over a thousand books in donations from people um, donating to her to, for this effort and uh, hopefully to give hope to those behind bars and that uh, you can still have hope, you can still have life and you can still become, I would say, a positive individual, even though you might be in prison, whatever the crime may be, whatever the reason that you're behind prison doesn't mean that your mind has to be behind prison. So I salute Pauletta Ramos and her efforts uh, to uh, elevate the awareness, the education, and humanity of those behind bars. And uh, you can also help uh, with that effort, too, by donating books. And I'll have the information on my Facebook page. And last but definitely not least is a friend of mine, D.L. White. Don't tell him that I said he was a friend of mine. But anyway, uh, D.L. White has uh, began a program called First Friday Read-In. And he has uh, uh, called on different volunteers, different people who have volunteered to go to schools in mostly the uh, central Phoenix area, 
uh, kind of South Phoenix area to read to Head Start uh, first graders uh, in, in different schools around those areas. And each first Friday, uh, they go in and read. And the children are very excited to have somebody, a special guest, uh, to come in and read to them. They are very attentive. They are very smart and eager uh, for you to be there and because sh- it shows to them that you care. And we want the children to know that um, that it's important to be able to read and to know what you're reading and to be cognizant of the fact that there are those out there that are supporting them, that love them, and want them to develop into the great human beings that they can be. So the Alvin Galloway Show tags, the Alvin Galloway Show salutes those three individuals and what they are doing in the line of literacy from birth to adulthood. I tell you, it's amazing. If you can read, I think it was in vogue. Say, uh, free your mind and the rest will follow. So salute to them. Now, don't forget uh, Bathsheba's event coming up on November the 17th. Live to Give Christmas Benefit Gala from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Gardenia Events Center, which is 8040 North 43rd Avenue in Glendale. That information will be on my Facebook page, The Alvin Galloway Show. And as uh, always, I want to thank the legend, Miss Althea Long, whose show, The Althea Long Show, whose show is before my show, from noon to uh, 2 p.m. And she has some great music, some classic soul, R&B, jazz a little lounge music, you know, uh, she be in here jamming <laughs> and having a good time. And I'll be out there having a good time listening to her show. And I hope you do too. So catch Miss Althea Long on RadioPhoenix.org from, from noon to 2 p.m. every Sunday. And she's been in radio a long time, and that's why I call her the legend. And then, pers- and after my show is uh, Lady T with Don't Disturb This Groove. And she has some R.B. hip-hop uh, and commentary telling you all about what's going on in the uh, R&B uh, hip-hop world here on RadioPhoenix.org. And her show is from 5 to 6. And after that, Soul Star Live uh, with host Calvin Worthing and uh, Quila Worthing. And they be have they have some uh, great guests that come on and talk about various issues also affecting the uh, black and African community uh, here in Arizona and across uh, the country. And another legend coming up on this Sunday night is the one and only Tom Coulson, who has full moon hacks, hacksaw, full moon hacksaw with Tom Coulson. And his show is uh, Tom Coulson from... 8 to 10 p.m. on RadioPhoenix.org. It's a great show. You want to catch that. And like I said, we have uh, a lot of great uh, presentations here on on Radio Phoenix. Uh, another legend, uh, Mr. Walt Richardson, who has been around the Valley for a number of years. He is such a uh, famous, I would say, famous individual legend in music 
that he has a star in uh, in Mill on Mill Avenue. You know, Mill has kind of like Hollywood. Mill has uh, some musical stars. Of uh, people have made contributions to the music industry uh, here in the state and also in Mill, because Mill Mill was a, a thriving place for live bands. Uh, a lot of uh, a few bands went national, uh, who has got their beginning in uh, Tempe. So salute to uh, the one and only Mr. Walt Richardson. Richardson, he has his show on Saturday, and uh, playing some great uh, um, world music, some reggae music, African music, all kinds of great music uh, on the RadioPhoenix.org. And I hope you're having a great Sunday and enjoying yourself and with your family and friends or just kicking back, relaxing. We got some great weather out there. And as I always say, today's a great day to make somebody's day great. And we're going to go out with something that is very needed in everybody's life. Love. The Beatles. All we need is love.